Hey, welcome to That Cruise Life. My name is Shadi. Thank you for joining us again for episode number four. <clears throat> Excuse me. On this episode, we're going to be talking about cruise tech. What should we bring with us on the cruise? So, you know, I'm going to be talking about from my personal experience. And on my first cruise, me and my fiance, we brought our cell phones so we could take pictures. Also, I packed chargers and the appropriate cables for your phones. So these are a few items that you want to pack. And also, you're going to also want to look into um, a USB splitter, a powered USB splitter. Because in the crew cabins, not crew cabins, but in your your stateroom, there are not a lot of power outlets. On our last cruise, which was on the Carnival Elation uh, out of Jacksonville, we, I want to count, I'm trying to think, uh, we had um, 110 outlets, I think we had two, two of them. 110 and then there was a European plug and then there were USB ports by the bed and it was actually USB ports by the mirror too where the outlets were the only problem with the standard USB outlets and um, you're going to have it depends on the phone you have so my fiance has a Samsung Note 9 which has their version of fast charging, which is called adaptive charging. And it only fast charges with the Samsung or the appropriate power brick that has the, um, I'm sure if you how many watts it was, but it doesn't matter, uh, the appropriate power brick. And you don't have to have the Samsung one. There are aftermarket ones that do the fast charging as well. I use a phone by a company called OnePlus. And the OnePlus uses its own proprietary fast charging technology, which is called Warp Charge. Now, Warp Charge and Samsung's Adaptive Charge do not play well together. Each one will charge the other phone, but it will not charge them at a high rate. So you will not get a fast charge. So I suggest on your cruise, as you're packing your clothes and you have your checklist of what you're bringing, make sure that you pack at least one USB charger per phone. Because if you have different types of phones, someone may have an iPhone, someone may have an Android phone, and if you know that iPhones use a lightning cable and Android phones can use a micro USB or a USB-C and if you have an older Android phone uh, or mini USB but we ain't talking about those those are old so you, you're going to need to pack the appropriate cables and also the appropriate charger 
the little adapter piece that plugs into the wall. So I had one for my fiance, for her Samsung, and I had one for my OnePlus phone. But uh, Carnival does do an excellent job of making sure there's, on the, well, at least on the Carnival Elation, there was enough USB ports in the room that if our phones didn't have this fast charging technology, we would be fine. But, um, hey, it's the way the world's going. People want their phones charged faster. So the phone manufacturers have implemented different technologies to try to charge your phone faster. So that's my thing on cell phones. Not, not don't cell phones. Also, was we I, I brought for us was backup batteries right the little power packs right so the problem with those are depending on which one you get once again i'm not knocking any one brand i'm not knocking any store but some of the cheaper ones say they have a lot of um milliamps that's what we measure current i mean storage capacity saved but truthfully it really doesn't deliver so you want to get yourself a decent battery pack and if you can find a battery pack they do sell them with the adaptive charging in it for samsung or the work charging in it for the oneplus that would make it easier because your phone would just charge faster but you know the cheap $5 battery packs are not going to have these fasting, fast charging, fast charging, excuse me, fast charging technologies built in. Uh, from what I've seen, from what I have searched, I haven't found any $5, $10 ones on the market. Usually roughly about $35, $40 bucks for a good charger. So I had a Samsung, well I have a Samsung um, power bank and uh, for the missus phone and her, and had an adaptive charging it so she could charge her phone uh, really fast on the go, which was great. Unfortunately, I didn't have a warp charge power pack, backup battery, but I did have a backup battery with me <laughs> the reason I say to have these because you're going to be taking a lot of pictures lots of pictures on the cruise and you're going to be out on excursions when you get off the ship you're going to want to take pictures at the beach and the pictures of all the sites and your battery will start to drain itself on your phones and as a side note I would suggest everybody who's going on a cruise please check with your cell phone provider please 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 check with your cell phone provider and see if they provide coverage on the cruise ship you're going on so on the cruise ship we won the carnival elation it's an older ship, but we had a ball. T-Mobile, who's our carrier, 
ones I carried in, still I carry now, does not provide cell phone service on the ship. Now, Carnival does provide Wi-Fi packages that you would have to pay for. And I haven't tried it yet because I didn't pay for the Wi-Fi package. But I have tried using T-Mobile's um, calling over Wi-Fi. I have done that. You know, I'm, I'll be somewhere. Cell phone service is not great. I connect to the local Wi-Fi and I can make a phone call. So I don't know if that would work. If you pay for the Wi-Fi plan, it should work. Cause that's how T-Mobile does things. But um, check with your carrier to make sure that if you have service on the cruise ship with your phone. And if you don't, I suggest you take your phone. If it's an Android phone, go all the way to the top of the screen and swipe down. Right? Once you swipe down, you're going to see a little gear. And maybe on the left hand side, maybe on the right hand side, but you'll see a little gear there. You're going to want to click on that. And when you click on that, you want to look for your Wi Fi internet settings or you see on my phone was it I think it's the Wi-Fi internet settings you want to look for that and yeah on the OnePlus it's the Wi-Fi and internet settings you want to look for something like Wi-Fi or connectivity or something like that and you want to look for this mode called airplane mode and you're gonna to want to turn that on you're gonna to want to turn on airplane mode now some people's phones you better swipe down from the top and when you swipe all the way down, you'll see in your little icons there, you have Wi-Fi, mobile data, Bluetooth, you have a flashlight, night mode, battery, and you may see airplane mode there. You're going to want to turn that on. Because once the cruise ship starts to take off out of port, you're going to be in international waters soon. And once you're in international waters, any calls you make are going to be billed an international rate and that's going to, could be expensive so I suggest if your carrier does not provide cell phone service on the cruise ship that you put your phone in airplane mode and what we did was we put in airplane mode, but we turned the Wi-Fi back on because Carnival offers the Carnival Hub app. And on the Carnival Hub app, which is pretty cool, I, I think it's worth it. Uh, some people don't. But on the Carnival Hub app, um, they have a $5 per person. And on the $5 per person, they allow you to send messages back and forth right? between other people on the cruise ship, the people you're with. It's a good, um, it's a good app to stay in communication with all your your friends and family. Um, we paid for it, so it cost us ten dollars for the two of us, and. With our phones in airplane mode, 
our Wi-Fi turned on, connected to the Carnival Cruise Lines Wi-Fi spot. No matter where we are on the ship, we could text each other, right? Just like a regular text, you hear your beeping or whatever your um, whatever you use for your um, notifications. So it's my little tidbit there. Also, check with your carrier what islands you're going to report to stop and see if you have coverage there as well. Some people think they do. Some people think they don't. Some companies may charge an international rate. Some companies may charge a, you know, like a pass or something, but check with your, your, your provider for, um, to see if you have coverage in the in the ports that you will be going to. So when we went to, which was interesting, when we went to Cozumel in Mexico, um, we, we had our phones on and when we got off the phone, off the ship, um, I had checked prior to see if um, T-Mobile had service there. And they said they had service. So when we got off the ship and I turned the phones on, took the airplane mode off, we get a text message. Welcome to Hawaii. You're covered. Great. So we can make calls and it's not being charged at an international rate. It's just coming like our regular plan. Now they said the data speeds could be slower and they were, but it was fine. Data speeds were slower. But uh, some of the shops at some of these ports have Wi-Fi, which is great. And you can connect to Wi-Fi. You could, if your phone is capable of doing Wi-Fi calling and, you know, check your emails and stuff. But I strongly frown against, don't have to listen to me, but um, since you don't know who's running that Wi-Fi, I wouldn't go and check your, your balance statements on your credit cards and your bank accounts and... Uh, stuff like that, um, especially being in a, an international, being in a foreign country or wherever. Um, I'm just a little leery. We always hear about people getting hacked, breaches. I mean, I think it was Equifax or Experian. One of the credit bureaus had got hacked big time. I mean, Target got hacked. I mean, you know, all these companies are getting hacked and they're supposed to have security and personnel on top of that. So I would definitely frown upon checking your bank statements, you know, in a foreign country at a Wi-Fi hotspot that you know nothing about. That's just my, my, my two cents on that. Then on top of that, taking your phone, if you see a USB plug just hanging around somewhere, hey, I need a charge and you don't know where that USB plug, USB, um, so you take your cable and you just plug it into a USB port to charge your phone. Now, some phones, like my phone, actually will ask you to unlock your phone for data to be transferred back and forth, but there are uh, charging kiosks out there that 
could potentially be a security breach as well. You don't know. They could be phishing. You plug your phone in just with your USB cable, and they could be trying to scan your phone, trying to get information off your phone, trying to get your passwords, trying to just get information about you off your phone. So what I carry with me on stuff like that is definitely is a portable battery pack, so I'll have to plug into no one's charger that I don't know. But also in my little bag of goodies, I carry this little device that I picked up they sell them on Amazon. It's a charger defender. They come in different shapes. Um, they come different brands. But basically, this device plugs into your cable and into the outlet. It only lets your phone charges. It will not let data transmit between your phone and anywhere else. It literally blocks it. So I've actually cracked one of these open and looked inside. I do electronics for a living, did it for doing it for 24 years now, just to see how it works. Basically, they kind of just cut off the data transmission lines. You could probably get more elaborate ones. Um, that's up to you, but uh, I would definitely pick up a couple of those or one, or just don't plug into USB devices that you don't know. But if you use your power brick, that comes with your phone, plug your cable into your phone, plug your other end of your cable into your power brick and then plug that into a 120, 110 outlet to charge your phone. That is perfectly fine. But I have seen some charging kiosks around different places, malls, doctor's offices, and it could all be well and on the up and up and safe. Do you really want to take the chance with all these hackers and security breaches going on? It's up to you, but uh, that's just my two cents on that. So, you know, that's how I feel about data breaches. So let's see what we do. We talked about chargers. We talked about cables and uh, checking your cell phone provider for making sure that they, you have coverage. If you don't have coverage, putting your phone into airplane mode, turning on the Wi-Fi, the Carnival Hub app. And I said, I can't talk enough about this Carnival Hub app. I don't know. And I'm telling you now, Carnival is not paying me to talk about this Hub app at all. They're not. I'm paying them to use it. Contrary to the point, I'm paying them to use it. But, um... The Carnival Hub app also have a um, a lot of other features in there. You know, it has your like your daily activities that are going on. What's I think it, what's on the menu in the MDR, which is the main dining room, that's in there. You can book your excursions. You can check your balance. Now to check your balance and stuff like that, you don't need to pay for that app. The only reason you need to pay for the app is if you want to do the uh, texting back and forth between your family and friends but which is um, I still think five dollars is worth it but you know I, up to you guys you let me know so wow we're coming up on 20 minutes yet I haven't even talked about cameras but um, I think we're gonna 
close this out, this episode four, on just talking about cell phones, chargers, cables, security, cell phone uh, providers, and the Carnival Hub app. Um, I'm actually looking right now on my my computer as I'm talking to you real quick about the Carnival Hub app. Um, I know on the Carnival Hub app we've booked excursions. I know we have looked at the the dailies. They literally slide a little piece of paper under your door, and every night a little piece of paper, and on that tells you the activities that are going on for the day, which is great, but most people aren't carrying that around with you, but you have your phone, so you can open your phone, bam, you can see what is going on, and plan your day accordingly, so uh, I'd like to thank you guys for listening to episode number four, which was uh, Cruise Tech, I guess episode five is going to be about Cruise Tech and camera gear and uh, gimbals and GoPros and memory cards and all that stuff, tripods. But uh, I'll try not to go crazy and do a half hour. So we're at 21 minutes now. So I would just say thank you for listening for episode four. Please subscribe. I will be posting more videos of our cruises on that cruise life which has a facebook page if you want to check us out it's called that cruise life if you come and take a look we also have a no no my fault we have a youtube page youtube channel called that cruise life which will have videos of us only two up there now but i'm working on more also we have a facebook page called that cruise life and we have pictures of me and my fiance up there with pictures with our friends and some of the different activities we've done if you want to come over to our facebook page or our youtube channel and leave a comment or a suggestion or something that you would like for me to talk about um eventually i will have some more people up here eventually i'll have the missus up here to talk about cruising i think episode two is with the kids just bugging out and uh Maybe there's some people out there that want to do a, a collab where we get together and talk about cruising and have a great time. But uh, I like to say thank you to everyone who's been listening. And uh, as as I get more experience, as this not channel, but as this podcast grows, um, I guess I'll we'll, we'll do more things. Like I'm thinking about doing group cruises where we all get together and bug out and have a good time stuff like that but uh it's in the future all right so uh one thing i can say now is thank you and uh if you're about that cruise life you're at the right podcast <laughs>